This is Daf Ted Zayin in Masechet Megillah. We will begin on Daf Tedvav Amud Bet. Nine lines from the bottom at the first word of the line. Vaisabelahim Haman et Kavodo Shovrov Banav. Haman told all of his associates about the honor of his wealth and his many children. How many children did he have that there were so many? There were 30, says Rav. Ten of them died. Ten of them were hung. And ten of them were impoverished and they were going around from door to door begging for food. Actually, according to the rabbis, there were 70 sons of Haman who were going around begging. As it says, those who are satisfied end up having to sell themselves out for bread. Don't read it as sevi'im with a sin, which would mean those who are satisfied, rather shiv'im 70. According to Rami Barava, there were actually 208 sons of Haman. As it says, v'rov banav. Because it says v'rov banav, v'rov begimatria matan. And the gematria of Verov, if we look at it, Rish is, uh, is uh, 200, and uh, Vav is 6, and Bet is 2, so that gives you 208 children. But Verov, Begimatria, Matan, Var, but actually Verov is 214, because there's a Vav in the beginning. It's, ve, it's Vav, Rish, Vav, Bet. So the extra six should give you 214, but since it's written without the Vav in the middle, it's actually written as Vav Resh Bet. There's no actual Vav in between the Resh and the Bet in the Megillah, so that adds up to Virov, adds up to 208, not 214. It says that night, the king's sleep was disturbed. Rabbi Tanchum said that it means that the sleep of Hashem was uh, was disturbed, meaning Hashem was about to act to save the Jewish people. The rabbis say, The upper... Uh, uh, the upper w- ones were roused and the lower ones were roused. In other words, what that, were, what that means is that the, um, in heaven there were, uh, there were, there were uh, the malachim were uh, concerned about, the, uh, about the, what it looked like that Haman was about to vanquish Mordechai. And as a result of that, um, things started happening below on earth to bring about the downfall of Haman and the salvation of the Jews. Uh, um, that it was actually literal. We don't have to assume that it means that Hashem's sleep was disturbed, so to speak, or that the angels. It means that because something was bothering him. Amar said, because he was wondering why did Esther invite Haman to the party? Maybe they're plotting against that man, meaning against me. Maybe they have a plot against me. Then he said, He said, Wouldn't there be somebody who would tell me if there was a plot going on against my life? So, so that then Ahasuerus said, Look, maybe there's some plot going on and I don't know about it. And I would rely on advisors or whoever letting me know that there's a plot going on. But the only thing is that maybe I, I failed to reward people who informed me of things in the past, so there's no incentive for people to warn me, and that's why I'm in the dark about this. In other words, that's why he said he wanted to read about the about the, uh, the, the various things that had happened in the recent past. So they interpret that as that they were read on their own 
um, so to speak, instead of that they read them to him, that they read themselves. It was as if they jumped out at the king and spoke on their own. But the idea, the reason why he wanted to uh, check out his history and the annals of the court, which is, was to see if he failed to reward informants in the past. And maybe that's why, uh, that unbeknownst to him, Haman and Esther are plotting against him. And he found it written, it should say he found a written thing, kitav. Not katuv. Katuv sounds like it's happening right now. It was found being written, right? So it's uh, the, it says milamed she she he says that shamshi uh, um, that uh, that the uh, the um, the attendant of the king who was the scribe he was trying to mess up the uh, the uh, detective trying to erase the part that praised Mordechai. So that's why it says that. So uh, when Shimshai was uh, was reading, wanted to erase it. So Gavriel Kotev, it was being rewritten. That's why it says It was found written, meaning that Shimshai, the sofer, the scribe, would normally was trying to erase the positive thing about Mordechai, and the angel was rewriting it. Rabbi Yassi, Rabbi Yassi said, Dorash, Rabbi Shila, Timarta, Rabbi Shila. A man of the village of Timarta said, If you see that what is written on earth, which is a zechut for the Jewish people, will not be erased. So, so certainly whatever is written in heaven as a zechut for the Jewish people will not be erased. The attendants of Achashverosh told him that nothing was done for Mordechai to reward him. It wasn't because they loved Mordechai, but because they hated Haman and were, were going, to, going to enjoy the rewarding of Mordechai because it would cause Haman a lot of shame. Hechin uh, lo, uh, so, so when it says that uh, Haman came to tell Achashverosh that he wanted to hang, uh, to hang Mordechai on the tree that he had prepared for him or on the wood that he had prepared for him, hechin lo becomes literal. To not lo hechin, he actually has prepared it for himself. Unbeknownst to Haman, he's going to be the one who's uh, hung up on it. Vasachin lo Mordechai Yehudi. Achashverosh tells Haman to do everything that Haman asked. Uh, or said should be done for somebody the king loved, said, do it for Mordechai. Amalei manu Mordechai. said, which Mordechai? Amalei ha-Yehudi, you know, the Jewish guy. Amalei tu Mordechai ka Yehudai. He said, there's many Mordechais among the Jews. Amalei ha-Yoshev Shalom the one that sits at the gate of the king. Amalei sagele b'chad diskarta, onai b'chad nara. You don't have to go through everything that I just said of parading him around and praising him. Just give him a village or give him a river. In other words, he can get the taxes from a certain village or the taxes from the crossing of a certain river. <clears throat> That's enough of a reward rather than making a big deal out of it. Amar Hanami Havle. He said, you're right. Give him that too. That's why Hashverosh says, he doesn't just say, do what you said from Mordechai. He says, do what you said from Mordechai Yehudi and don't exclude anything you said because apparently Haman tried to backtrack and give Mordechai some less illustrious reward. And he said, give him that too. It says that Haman took the clothing and the horse that he was going to uh, parade Mordechai around in. He saw that the rabbis were sitting in front of Mordechai learning. He was teaching them the halachot of Kmitzah, which is the taking of the offering of the mincha, uh, of, the, of the flower offering. He was teaching it and showing them how to do the handful of flour. He was showing them. When he saw that... Um, that uh, Haman was coming towards him, and he saw that he had the horse that he was taking with him, he got afraid and thought he was going to be taken in. He said to the rabbi, he said, you know what? This guy is coming um, uh, to take me, to kill me. So he said, run away from him. 
so that you won't also be burned by his uh, coal, meaning I don't want you guys to get hurt also. So at that moment, Mordechai started praying. So Haman sat and waiting for him. He's sitting and waiting there. And so, uh, so it says, He waited as long as necessary until Mordechai finished praying. He said to the students in the meantime, What are you learning about? They said, I, uh, so they explained to him when the Beit Hamikdash existed, man demin adiv minchaf. A person offered a burnt offering uh, of a flower offering. All he had to do was bring a handful of flour mit kapeli, and that was enough to get a an atonement. So Haman said to them, "Ata malekum tzekim chadidchu v'dachayas asara alfei kikrei kasvadidi." Your handfuls of flour is pushing off my 10,000 talents of silver. Meaning I want to destroy you, but Hashem is not letting me do it because he's interfering with my destruction of the Jews and with my destruction of Mordechai. Amarlei, he said to him, Rasha, wicked person, if a slave acquires property, to whom does the slave belong and to whom does the property belong? Apparently Mordechai had finished praying and so he was saying that. Amarlei said to him, so, and the Rashi says that because apparently at some point in, in the past, uh, Haman had become the slave of Mordechai, he had sold himself into slavery out of poverty. And so Mordechai had the, said, whatever you have, it really belongs to me. He said, look, put on this clothing, and ride on this horse, because the king wants you to do it. So Mordechai said, I can't do it. He said, I can't do it until I go to the bathhouse. And I also have to take a shave and a haircut. Because it's not proper for me to uh, go wear the king's clothing and ride on the king's horse without a proper haircut and a proper bath. So Esther made sure that all of the bathhouses were closed that day, so there was nowhere they could go. Right, so uh, I'm sorry, Ulukhulu Omane. So she made sure that all of the bathhouses and all of the uh, b- barbers were detained, and so that it wasn't possible for uh, Haman to take Mordechai to get a haircut and to wash up. So I leiu lebeibane. So he had to take Mordechai himself to the bathhouse. Vaschei had to wash him. Vazil vaitei zuzam beitei. Then he had to go get a pair of scissors from his house. Vakashakil beimazia, and he had to cut the hair of Mordechai. Bahadei de kashakilei. In Gid ve'itnach, at the time that he was cutting the hair of Mordechai, he took a deep breath and he sighed. Amar le'amayka mitnachat. So he says, and he said to him. Uh, uh, so Mordechai said, "Why are you uh, sighing?" Amar le'ahaman said, "Gavra dahava chashev le'malka mikulu rav renoi, a person who is greater than all of the other officials of the king, meaning myself." Ashta le'shavua balane v'sapar. Now I became a bathhouse attendant and, an, and a hair and a, and a barber. I mean, how could it be? Amar Mordechai said, Rasha, you wicked person. Weren't you a barber of the village of Khartoum in the past? Because it says that for 22 years he was a barber in the village of Khartoum before he attained to his uh, distinctive uh, position in the kingdom of Achashverosh. After he gave him the haircut, he put the clothing of the king on Mordechai. He said, get up on the horse and ride. Mordechai said, I can't do it. Because my strength has been weakened because I've been fasting so much. So Haman bent over so Mordechai could stand on him and use him as a sort of a uh, stepping stool to get onto the horse. And when he got up there, he kicked it. 
So he kicked him out in the head. Amalei said, look, doesn't it say in your Bible, said Haman, that you're not supposed to rejoice when you're wicked, when your enemy is, uh, is falling. That's only talking about a Jew. When it comes to wicked Gentiles, it says you should tread on their high places. You should not be ashamed of putting them down when they're down. So Haman announced, just like he himself had proposed to the king, that he declared before the person receiving the favor of the king, so is done for the man to, for, that the king wishes to honor. So when he was walking down his own street, his daughter was standing on the roof, meaning Haman's daughter was standing on the roof and saw one person on, this, on the uh, horse and one person walking on the ground saying that this is such a person that the king loves. So So she figured, you know what, the one who's leading the horse is probably Mordechai and the one who's on the horse is my father. So she took the chamber pot full of excrement and she dropped it on the head of the person walking on the street that she thought would be Mordechai but it was actually her own father. He lifted up his eyes and then she saw that it was actually her father. So she jumped down from the roof and killed herself because she was so ashamed that she had actually poured that stuff on her father's head. That's why it says, That's why it says that when Mordechai went back to the gate of the king, he went back to his um, uh, his uh, sackcloth and his fasting because he didn't feel that the situation of the Jews was not resolved yet. So even though he had to go through this motion of riding on the horse because of the request of the king, he wasn't happy now. And Haman was pushed off to his house. She said he, it says he was mourning and with his head covered. Why was he mourning? Because his daughter had just died. And why was his head covered? Because what happened? That she spilled the chamber pot on his head. And then now Haman told Zeresh what happened between him and Mordechai and all the people that loved him. Before it called him the Chachamav. I mean, it calls them Chachamim, his, uh, his wise men, and it calls them Oavav, his, those who love him. So, uh, you know, in, other, in the beginning it says he tells the ones that love him about what happened with Mordechai, but then when it talks about the response, it's Chachamav, his wise men. So which one is it? Because anybody who says something wise, even if he's a Gentile, is called a Chacham, a wise person. If he is one of the Jews, Mordechai, then you're going to fall. If you started falling, that's it. If it were any other tribe, you wouldn't be able to. You would be able to defeat him. But if he's from Yehuda, you'll never be able to do it. Because in the blessing of Yehuda, it says that your hand will be on the neck of your enemies, and Enach it says before Ephraim Binyamin and Benasheh awaken your strength in other words those are the ones that are indestructible and we saw before that Mordechai was either from Shevet Yehuda or Shevet Binyamin or both so then obviously he's going to be indestructible can I fold people if I'm not you're definitely going to fall before him say Zeresh and the Chachamim to Haman why did they say Nafol Tipol in double language two, la- two words of Nafol Tipol so Amulo Umazo Mishula Nafar this nation is compared to dust and compared to stars. When they go down, they go down to the dust. When they go up, they go up to the stars. In other words, they go super high, and that means you're going to be really, really low if you fall before them. It says that then the, uh, the men of the king came to bring Haman and they were rushed. They rushed Haman to come to the party. He came in a state of disarray. He came in a state of shock, sort of. He had not yet settled from what just happened, and he was already going to the party the second party with with uh, Achashverosh and Esther. 
As they said, my people and I have been sold to an enemy. Because the enemy doesn't care about the damage that's going to be done to the king. She said, she said, this enemy doesn't care about the benefit of the king or that what's going to happen to him. Originally, this person had jealousy of Vashti and had her killed. And now this person has jealousy against me and wants me killed. So she's saying that he, he's responsible for the death of Vashti and now he's responsible for my, going to be responsible for my death. The king Ahasuerus said, and he said to the queen Esther, Why does it say Vayomer twice? It should just say the king Ahasuerus said to Esther Amalka. Why does it say Vayomer Amelech Ahasuerus Vayomer Esther Amalka twice? Originally, it was uh, up until now, he had been speaking to her through a third party. He didn't address her directly because it was too great. The king is too high to speak to this common woman that he married directly. But now that he realized that she was a descendant of King Shaul, so she had royal blood. So now he would address her directly as Esther the queen, not indirectly like he had before. She said, a, a, a wicked man. Uh, an enemy, this evil Haman, she had been pointing towards Ahasuerus, and a Malach came and pointed her hand towards Haman, meaning if she had said, this wicked man in her hand that's still been pointing towards Ahasuerus, she would have taken it as a personal insult, and it could have been bad. The Malach, the angel, directed her hand right towards Haman, and that's why she said, Haman this bad Haman. The king was so angry, he got up in his anger, and then he came back, his return was like he's getting up. Just like when he got up, he was angry from what he had heard. When he came back, he was angry from another thing he heard. Because he saw some angels outside that looked like men. And they were uprooting the trees from the garden of the king. And he was very upset. When he said to Amayu, what are you doing? We're just doing what Haman told us. He told us to uproot these trees. So meaning he saw something else that further... Uh, uh, instilled in his mind that Haman was against him and doing bad things. So then when he came back, he was even angrier. He sees that uh, that Haman is falling on the bed. So no, no fail. Why doesn't it say he fell? Why does it say he's falling in the present? Because a Malach came and pushed him down on to Esther, meaning it was like he was trying to get back up, but the Malach kept pushing him down. Amar said, I'm, I'm in trouble from inside, I'm in trouble from outside, meaning I saw things inside that are bad, I saw things outside that are bad on Haman. Are you going to try to conquer the queen with me in the house? In other words, at that moment, the king's anger fully reached its peak. Uh, and then Chavuna said, by the way, did you know that Haman was planning to kill Mordechai, who spoke good for the king? Really, Chavuna was on the side of Haman originally. He wanted uh, uh, Mordechai to be killed too. But once he saw that Haman was failing, so then that's why he switched sides. So it's, it's saying um, that the, a person who is... Uh, uh, the the idea is that really don't think Harvona was such a great guy, but uh, uh, you know when a person is uh, uh, a person is uh, uh, you know it, it, he, he was really allied with Haman, but like Rashi says, when Hashem brings tragedy upon the wicked person, then everyone runs away. All of his friends run away once bad things happen to him. 
they don't have right. Once Hashem is not being merciful to the to the Rasha, so the other people run away from him too. They don't want to be associated with him anymore. Anymore, and that's what happened. At that point, the king's anger subsided. Why is shachacha? Why is the language a double kind of a language of the two calves? Because. It means Hashem's anger was subsided and so did Achashverosh. One is of Esther and one is Vashti, meaning that this anger right now, he was still, he still had a burden of anger from the time of Vashti. And finally, he was able to settle both his anger about that and his anger about Esther's uh, almost, uh, almost uh, demise. Uh, this is about the story of Yosef and when Yosef is playing the part of an Egyptian official and he brings his brothers down and he gives all of them changes of clothes and he gives Binyamin he gave five changes of clothes to Binyamin so question is how could it be that the very same thing that Yosef suffered for which was that he was favored by his father and he got in trouble now he's going to end up doing it and favoring his brother because of two slaim, small weight of melat, of extra cloth. Because of that, Shosif Yaakov Yosef, that Yaakov gave to Yosef more than his other brothers. All the jealousy that ensued from that ended up leading to our forefathers going down to Egypt. In other words, the slightest favoritism towards one child causes real havoc in the family. So why would Yosef then give extra to one of the brothers out of the other, uh, out of the other brothers when he knows that that's going to create the same resentment? He wanted to give Binyamin a prophetic uh, hint that in the future he would have a descendant who would go out before the king with five uh, types of Royal garb. Because it says that Mordechai went out with kingly royal outfit. So it's describing all of the uh, uh, different things he wore. Um, and so he's going to have, uh, uh, so he gave him five changes of clothes to show that he's going to have these uh, additional uh, clothing that his, his descendant is going to go out with before the king. It says, he fell on the neck of his brother Binyamin. So, how many necks did he have? Because Rashi actually takes this part out because he says it doesn't make sense because that's how you say in Hebrew, you call it in the plural, even when you mean he only has one shoulder, you say it in the plural anyway, but we're going to read what's in the Gemara in front of us. So it says, if he was crying, why, why did he lean on his necks in the plural? Because he was thinking about the two Batei Mikdash in the future that will be in the territory of Binyamin, where you, which is where Harabayit is, and will eventually be destroyed. And it says that Binyamin cried on his shoulder. He was crying over Mishkan Shiloh, which was situated in the territory of Yosef and would eventually be destroyed too. Yosef said, Your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Binyamin see. He wanted to compare them to Binyamin. And he said, just like I don't have anything against Binyamin, my brother, because he wasn't involved in the sale, I don't have anything against you either. What does it mean? My mouth is speaking to you. Like my mouth is my heart, meaning I'm honestly telling you that I don't bear any resentment against you. He sent to his father 10 
um, donkey is carrying of the good of Egypt. My mituv mitzrayim. What does it mean from the good of Egypt? He sent him old wine that is very good for the um, for elder people. Older people really find the satisfaction and uh, are calmed by such wine. That's what it means, the goodness of Egypt that he sent him. In the end, after their father died, the brothers went and bowed down to Yosef and said, please, you know, forgive us and take us as slaves. This is, how, this is what the uh, metaphor means when it says, when a fox has his day, bow to him. Meaning that what, even if somebody is lower than you in stature, if they, are, if they have the upper hand, you should humble yourself before them. Why is it saying he's like a fox? He's not inferior to the brothers. Why would it say that he's uh, that an inferior person who's in a superior position? Uh, you should give them honor in the moment because right now they have a superior position. But he's not really uh, he's not inferior to his brothers. So why would you say an inferior person is in a superior position? This is where he meant to apply that concept. That Yisrael, meaning Yaakov, bowed to his own son to Yosef after Yosef agreed to bury him in Israel. That's where the idea goes. That even though Yosef is lower than his father, obviously in stature, still his father bowed to him because in that moment. He had the upper hand. Yosef had the upper hand. He comforted them and spoke to their hearts. This is talking about Yosef comforting his brothers after the reveal that he is really Yosef. Um, and, and after they have, uh, after they have uh, come and said to him that we want to be your slaves and we... Um, and we want, you know, we and he realized that they uh, they thought that uh, he was going to punish them after the death of their father. They, uh, they, it means that they. What does it mean? He spoke on their heart. He spoke to them things that are accepted in the heart. You see that one that ten candles weren't able to uh, extinguish one candle, meaning all ten of you could not get rid of me. So neochad. So how could one candle extinguish ten candles? Meaning, I'm not going to be able to harm you if you couldn't harm me. It says for the Jews, after the salvation of Purim, they had light and joy and happiness and honor. What does it mean, light? It means they, were, they had learning of Torah. Because it says the, the a mitzvah is a candle and the Torah is light. Simchas is Yom Tov. Joy is talking about Yom Tov. Because it says you should celebrate on the holiday. What does it mean, uh, rejoicing? That's Mila. I rejoice on your word. And that's talking about the Brit Mila. We say it at a Brit Mila. Um, what does it mean that they had vikar, they had uh, honor? That's talking about tefillin. Because it says that all the nations of the world will see that the name of God is called upon you. And they will fear you. That's talking about tefillin of, uh, on the head that are an honor and a distinction of the Jewish people. That anyone who sees it will see that Hashem is with the Jewish people. It lists the ten sons of Haman who are all hung on the same day. When you read the Megillah, you have to say the ten names of Haman, as well as the word Vaseret um, in one breath. Because they all died and expired at the exact same moment. The vav of the word vayzata, one of the names of Haman, you have to extend it a little bit so it's longer than a normal letter. Kemordaya de livot, like a. Um,
<clears throat> it has to be uh, long, like the uh, stick of a, uh, like the oar that you um, that you row a boat with. That's the uh, that's the vava vaizata. What's the reason? The reason is because ma'ita amakulu b'chadzikifa is the kifu because they were all hung on the same stick. Amar Rabbi same pole. Amar Rabbi Chanina bar Papa Darash Rabbi Shila Ishkaratimrata. That Rabbi Chanan Papa said that Rabbi Shila, a man of Kfar Timrata or Timrata, Kol Ashirot Kulan, all songs that are found in Tanakh Kulan Nichtavot Ariach Al Gabe Levena. They're always Ariach Al Gabe Levena or Levena Al Gabe Ariach. What that means is that you have, uh, if you have a Shirat Ayam, for example, you have a line of text and a space and a line of text on the first line. And then on the next line, you'll have a space, a line of text and a space. So that basically you have, uh, you, ne- you have a, it's, um, it's, it alternates between lines that have space in the middle and lines that have text in the middle. However, uh, except for this song, the song meaning the, uh, the placement of the sons of Haman that looks like a song also because it's not written in the normal way, but it's written in the, um, it's written in a poet, poetry style, and also the list of the kings of Canaan that Yahushua defeated, that here you have brick on top of brick, and levena uh, on top of levena, these are two types of bricks, but it's just trying to describe the levena um, the, the, the is, is, is larger, is twice the size of the ariach, so it means the written part and the space part. So instead of having uh, written part, space, written part, and then, Space written part space, so that way you have um, all, you stagger it. Instead, it's all the written part is on the to the right and the left, and all the space is in the middle. The levena, the space is in the middle. So what? Why? So there won't be any way to rise up. In other words, the other songs where there's a space, there's a text under it. So it's almost as if if you fell from that from line one, you would land on the on the solid part in line two. And if you fell from where there was space in line two, you would fall in the solid part of line three. But the sons of Haman are all lined up to the right and to the left. So if you fell off the word, you would go all the way down to the bottom. There would be only space under you. This is talking about towards the end of the Megillah, after the people of Shushan and the rest of the Jews in the Malchut HaChashverosh killed their enemies. So HaChashverosh uh, said in Shushan HaBirah, the Jews killed a lot of people. So, it sounded like he was going to object to it. It sounded like he was going to prevent uh, Esther from doing any more. But actually, after he said in, in uh, Shushana Bura, there have been uh, many killed, there's been a lot of death, and, and the, uh, the Jewish people have uh, killed a lot of my subject in Shushana Bura, already 500 people, plus killing the 10 um, sons of Haman. So, what else have they done? And, she's, and then he says, uh, but whatever you want is okay. So it's like a malach came and smacked him in the face, meaning he was about to say something negative and object, but he ended up allowing her to do even more. Then it says at the end of the Megal, when she came before the king, he said with the book, Amar, what do you mean he said with the book? She said, she said to him, it should be said by mouth what is written in the book. In other words, the word Amar is not referring to uh, is not referring to Esther herself, but because that wouldn't make any sense. Now, Rashi says that this is the order of the Psukim, Rashi is saying that the Jewish people accepted upon themselves Purim, 
etc. Describing the miracle is what happens in the and then says Amar What does that mean? Mordechai wrote to them that they should do Purim, and uh, and then Esther came in front of the king and said that uh, this Megillah should be in front of them uh, whenever they read the Megillah each and every year. So the uh, the idea is that yeah, it's uh, the Amar is not talking about what Esther said. It means that Esther produced the Megillah and said that whoever reads it has to say what they're saying with the book in front of them. It says that Mordechai sent around to all the Jewish people words of peace and truth. Some say it was Rabbi Asi. It's called Emet because it has to have if you look at a Sefer Torah, you know that lines are etched in upon which the letters are written. There are lines etched into the parchment. You have to have that in a Megillah as well. Lines etched into the parchment. Uh, into the parchment. It says that the statement of Esther established the days of Purim. It says, that the uh, word of Esther was what established the, uh, uh, the holiday of Purim. And um, the whole pasuk is umamar Esther kiyam devrei poima ille v'nechtav b'sefer. And uh, so the question is, what do you mean the word of Esther alone? Mamar Esther in divrayat lo. How could you say that it was only the word of Esther and Esther did it? What about the fasting that everybody did? Didn't that pay uh, play a part? Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Achik Amar should say divrayat tzomot. In the previous pasuk, it talked about the uh, the tzomot. It talked about the fasting that everybody did. Um, and uh, that that's in Pasuk uh, Lamid Aleph that it mentions that. In Pasuk Lamid Bet, it talks about the word of Esther. So it sounds as if the fasting wasn't important, but no, it's not true. You have to read those two Pasukim together that, umama, that, uh, that both the fasting and the word of Esther created uh, the Purim. Her involvement was critical, but so was the involvement of the people in fasting. It says that Mordechai, the Jew, was the second in command to Achashverosh, who was great for the Jews, and loved by most people, most of his brothers, meaning for most of them, but not all of them, which means that some of the members of the Sanhedrin separated from Mordechai because he got involved in politics, basically, so he lost the respect of some of his colleagues, his rabbinic colleagues. We see that Talmud Torah is greater than saving lives. Because in the beginning, Mordechai was in the, four, the fourth on the list. And in the end, he was on the fifth on the list of the people who came uh, from the Gola. Because in the beginning, it says, So that's, in that Pasuk, he is fifth in line. I'm sorry, the, 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 uh, first, right, the first Pasuk has Yeshua Nechemya. And then it says later, He ends up being even later in the list than, uh, than he was uh, in the other list. Because there you have one, two, three, four, five, he's sixth, and the other one, he has, there are five people before him, and in the first one there were only four people before him. Um, he comes after four, only four. So, because when he was learning Torah and he was purely involved in the spiritual things, he was number five. But later on, when he was involved only in practical matters, even though it's important to save lives and all that, he became number five. Uh, sorry, he became number six, rather. He was after five other people. 
אמר ויתם הרב שמואל בר מרתא, גדול תלמוד תורה יותר בבניין בית המקדש. You can also see that learning Torah is more important than building the בית המקדש, because שכל זמן שברוך בן אריה קיים, לא ינוחי זרוע ועליו, because as long as ברוך בן אריה, who was the teacher of Israel, was still alive, he didn't want to go to facilitate the building of the בית המקדש, because he was learning Torah. As soon as his teacher died, then he was free to go help with the construction of the בית המקדש.